Hi, my babes. Welcome back to another episode of Mood AF. It's your girl, Nikita. Now I know I have a lot of explaining to do because I've been gone for so long. Um, the last show we did was live in Brooklyn. Um, and that was about almost two months ago. And I know like a lot has been going on. So I feel bad about why I haven't been around and I haven't gotten content out to everybody. Um, there's a lot of explaining that I'm going to get into. But first, I want to thank everybody that has consistently remained riding for me. Like, I, I have to give you guys a humongous shout out just because um, when having a podcast, especially because everybody is doing podcasts now, everybody kind of runs me ragged and, you know, harasses me all the time and goes, well, you're going to lose your audience, you're going to lose your viewers because you're not putting out consistent episodes. And I'm here to say I don't really give a fuck about what anybody else is doing because nobody else is Mood AF, okay? Mood AF is a show that I am doing. I, Nikita Hoyt, like, this is my life. This is my child. This is my baby. Like, I don't want you guys to think that just because episodes aren't coming out that there aren't things that aren't being done behind the scenes for the show. There is always stuff getting worked on um, right now. I actually just kind of did the show on a whim. I didn't tell anybody. Um, right now, we're kind of actually on a hiatus. I really didn't want to disclose that information. I was trying to come back in like some brand spanking way, but I miss doing this. Like I miss recording. I miss promoting. I miss just everything. So right now, what this episode is to me is just a soundboard. It's just a journal. It's just something to get all my thoughts out. Um, Because there's been a lot going on in the last two months and I want to be able to, you know, open up and tell you guys and live in my truth as I always try to do with every episode and let you know, like, yo, you know what? Not everything is okay. Um, I'm not going to get too much into detail about where things have fallen apart with Mood AF because things technically haven't fallen apart. I think right now I just need to restructure. Um, I'm kind of learning that everybody isn't necessarily good for us. That's not shade in any way. I'm not trying to shade anybody on the team um, before y'all get on that whole bullshit that's not what I'm saying. Um, I think right now it's more of like a, I need to take a step back as the the CEO and kind of put myself in a position of like, not a boss, but as an employee. And I need to just kind of like look at where things are at. Um, I'm actually reading a lot of managerial books just so I could brush up on how to be um a better person to manage because uh, I know Parrish is in a point where like managing me takes a lot out of him and it, it it's a fight I'm not gonna hold you it's a fight um, Parrish and I are very two, two extremely different people we couldn't be more opposite I'm very yo I want what I want when I want it if I say move left move left and Parrish is kind of like more meticulous he's more of like a, we need to sit down we kind of need to just like if we're going to execute it we need to just execute it like if we're going to do it just do it whereas I'm like yo 
I want to do this, but I need schematics. I need plans. I need reassurance. Um, so right now we're kind of just, you know, figuring things out. There's nothing wrong with that by all means. And, um, you know, there's been a lot going on. So let's start with March. In March, um, we did the We Are Much Different showcase and we won. Um, very big shout outs to all of you that came far and wide. Uh, it was such a blessing to see so many amazing people that I love and care about there for me. It was like I was literally stunned. Um, granted, I knew most of the people there. <laughs> That's no shade. Um, and the room was fairly filled with, like I said, people that I knew. So was I surprised that I won? Yes and no. I wasn't surprised because I worked my ass off and I literally like promoted as much as I could. But at the same time, um, I was surprised that I won because this girl that was on before me, apparently, like what she was speaking about, which was informative, you know, it was very different than what, you know, we're used to here. But um, what she was speaking about, they were racking up votes. I ain't gonna lie. So hearing that it was a close tie, like it was a close race. I'm sitting here like sweating bullets because I'm just like, not to say that I'm cocky, but I know the content that I put out is good. So that's another reason why I'm not concerned about losing viewers because I'm not just out here like everybody else who has podcasts and are putting out shows for the sake of putting out fucking shows. I don't care about that. Like, what that got to do with me? You understand what I'm saying? Like, mad people that are doing podcasts right now didn't go to school for this shit. They didn't study the craft. They didn't, they don't study interviews. They don't watch people. You know what I mean? Like, I went to school for this. Like, I studied the craft. Like, I grew up on watching Christiana Amanpour and Peter Jennings and Diane Sawyer and David Muir and Charles Gibson and, you know, Gail King, of course, Oprah before we canceled her. You know, there was a lot of people that I studied. I studied the greats. I sat down. I took my homework. I, I did my homework. I took my notes. I watched my current events. I made sure I read the newspaper like I was definitely an avid reader of the New York Times when I was in college. Um, I always grew up on the New York Daily News. Every Sunday, my mom used to send me to the store to go get a newspaper for her just so I could get a pack of sunflower seeds. So for me, this this is really my passion and this is really something that I love to do. And this is something that means a lot to me. So when people try to compare me to people who don't study the craft and who just do this to do this for shits and giggles, it offends me because I'm not watching nobody else's plate. I don't care about nobody else's paper. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Before I started recording this, I actually ran my analytics and, you know, I'm gonna keep it all the way real. I saw that our average numbers of average number of plays had decreased significantly. And, you know, for a good 30 seconds it bothered me but then I realized I was like yo the people who really fuck with mood AF they gonna stick around they understand that things happen like I've always lived in my truth in every single show that I've ever put out and I promise you I continue I will always do so I will always make sure that I give you what I feel is best um now, I'm not going to lie. This is, like I said, a real impromptu show. Like, nobody knows that I'm doing this. This is just, I missed 
being on the mic and I missed, you know, getting something out to you guys. And I really felt in my heart that it wouldn't be right if I didn't tell y'all what was going on. So like I said, this is not a show that I want to be heavily judged on. This is a show that I'm literally like you guys are my soundboard. And right now I'm sitting in a circle and you guys are surrounding me and I'm just opening up and I'm telling you word for word play by play yo this is what's going on so in March we won the showcase um which in turn meant that April was supposed to be a scary month and scary in the best possible way like we celebrated our anniversary we made a year um we were gonna do our live show I had Dreamville Fest there were so many good things going on or so I thought and I'm I guess my point with this is no matter how good you try to plan something, no matter how well you try to plan something, sorry, I should say, it doesn't always work out the way how you want it to. And I guess the biggest thing I learned in April was you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Um, We left for Dreamville Fest on Friday and you know, before I had left, I ha- I was doing things for the showcase, um, trying to get certain things set up, trying to make certain things move, certain things happen. So that way, by the time I came back, all I needed to focus on was getting material. Um, as you know, I was doing an all-female cypher, but that was so much more. Like, I didn't want to do- just do rap artists. Like, I wanted to do spoken word. I wanted to do... Um, like novelists coming and reading like an excerpt from a story. I wanted to do other podcasters. I wanted to do a little of everything because there are so many influential women that I've connected with that have impacted Mureyev, that have told me, that have reached out to me and told me like, yo, your show really does something for me and it does something for my spirit and it does something for my energy and I love you and I love what you're doing and, you know, it means a lot. And then I was working on a couple of outreach programs as well um, just because my nephew, you know, he's been begging me for so long to take him to the Museum of Math. And I'm going to do it. It's just this weather is so trash. Like if you live in New York, it's been raining for like a month now, literally. It's extremely annoying. Um, And Jay gets sick really easy. So I don't want to have him out in this rain. And the Museum of Math is definitely like on 28th and like 6th Avenue. So I'm not about to lug him all the way to the city and back into Brooklyn. Like it's a lot. Um. So I wanted to do like a STEM program for, you know, kids in Brooklyn, Um, especially because if you know me, you know, Brooklyn's my borough. That's where that's what I know. Born and raised forever. However, um, you know, when my nephew told me that he fell in love with math and math is like his favorite subject, I definitely wanted to do something with STEM uh, more specifically for him, just because Granted, he loves sports, he loves basketball, he loves football, but it would be so dope if my nephew became like a scientist or a mathematician, something different than what the mold expects him to be. Um, And as his aunt and, you know, growing up as the youngest in my family and everybody like riding my coattails because I went to St. John's and, 
you know, I went away to college and I did this and I did this. I did this internship with Disney. I did complex. I did all these great things in my life. I didn't want him to feel the pressures of what everybody wanted him to, you know, be in. Not to say that we pressure him to do sports, but I didn't want him to feel like, yo, I got to go to the league. I don't ever want him to feel that way. I want him to feel like, yo, if I want to go into finance one day, then that's what I want to do. Like, if I want to become a math professor, then that's what I want to do. Whereas, you know, if we revisit my live show, um, I spoke about how I wanted to do fashion and my dad shot it down for me to basically, I ended up following per like what I wanted to do, which was this journalism thing, which worked out great. But I mean, let's face it, like, look at the way how the media is in today's society. We got Dr. Robotnik out here trying to kill the media and make us all look bad. I'm here to say not all journalists are terrible people. We're we're absolutely not. Um, Do I feel like the left and the right need to just start switching up the way how they portray one another in the media? Absolutely. The left makes you see one thing, the right makes you see another. Um, however, when you're a journalist, it's best to be, you know, no bias all the way around, no matter what your preference is, no matter what you feel. It's not about what you feel. When you're a journalist, you have to report and you need to report facts, not opinion. However, unless if you want to just state opinion all the time, well, then go ahead and get you your own show, get you your own platform. And this is why there are people like me who just state whatever the fuck they feel, whenever the fuck they feel, and they have their own show for it. Um, however, that's neither here nor there. And I just went off on a whole tangent. So April was not the best month. It wasn't. Needless to say, nothing went right. The only thing that went correct in April was Dreamville Fest. Um, We didn't have the live show. There were a lot of mishaps that, you know what, I'll go ahead and take the responsibility for because I always say that Mood AF is not a podcast done by anybody else, no matter whether I have a team or not. Mood AF is a show done by Nikita Hoyt, so I'm going to be the bigger woman. I'm going to be the boss. I'm going to do my due diligence as CEO and step up and take all responsibility for everybody that had reached out to me in regards to auditioning for the cipher. I am so sorry. I profusely and I deeply apologize. I'm sorry. I have not reached out to you personally. Um, I want you guys to know that I really, really, really worked my ass off to try to make that happen. And if you knew what was going on behind the scenes, then I think a lot of you would understand that there was just a lot of moving parts. And, you know, with me, I really like things over the top and I like things lavish. And I'm not going to settle and give you guys something that I'm not 150% happy with. So because I wasn't 150% happy with a lot of what was going on, I just kind of felt like, you know what, it's in our best interest if we don't do the show. Um, I felt terrible about making that announcement that I did and that announcement to me, to be honest, I didn't want to put out that statement. I really felt like it was a bullshit thing to do. I really wanted to try to execute that show. Like I'm telling you guys, I was still planning a live show (laughs) within days of it happening. I was 
you know, calling venues, like reaching out to my friends. Um, there's a couple of people I definitely do want to shout out that really helped me get this done. Brandy, oh my God, you are so much more than my work wife. I swear to God, like, yo, y'all don't even know, like Brandy paid for my ponytail to get put in. And I like had that ponytail in for maybe like all of a week. <laughs> Brandy spent mad bread for me to basically take that hair right out. Um, Annabelle, my nail tech, thank you for always finessing my nails. Um, but you went and you went above and beyond and you did something that I didn't even ask you to do, but you love me so much that you did it. Um, definitely to thank Megan for trying to get this catering set up for me because Lord child knows I asked my mom to cater the food for me far too late and she couldn't do it. And I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, Jasmine, thank you for trying to help me find a venue last minute, bro. Like I really love my friends. Tay, I thank you so much for being my, my rider, my A1, like literally riding it out for me, doing what you do being my support, letting me scream, letting me cry, letting me vent, letting me do whatever it is that I need to do. Um, My babes, like, you guys know who you guys are. I love you all so much. That support, I needed that. Um, I definitely want to thank everybody that came to my dinner. That was so nice of you all to come and celebrate and spend the evening with me, even though I wasn't in the best of moods. And... I was really a raging tyrant, but I had every rhyme and reason to be, but we're not going to get into the tea of why that is. Um, That's just a wound that I'm not going to open. Am I disappointed? Of course, but we just not going to get into that. Um, And then now we are in the month of May and there's a lot of moving parts in this month as well. So for those of you who don't know, um, literally a month from tomorrow will be my 25th birthday. Now, this year has come way too late and way too soon. I look back on like the last seven years of my life and I think, damn, I got a lot to show for it because my life story took so many left turns that I never would have saw coming. Um, I lost a lot of people that I never thought I would ever lose in my life, whether that be to actual physical loss or, you know, we're just no longer connected, our energies no longer align, whatever it may be. There's certain people that like I yearn for still that I wish I had in my life, um, both living and non-living. Like I really wish that there were certain people that I would have never severed bonds with, I would have never burnt certain bridges. However, when I look back in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad those bridges were burned because I don't think I would have got to where I'm at now. Am I happy with where I'm at for almost being, uh, for being almost 25? Yes. Do I feel like I could have done a lot more? Yes. Am I trying to fix a lot of issues within myself? Absolutely. Am I trying to catch up on the things that I should have done years ago that I need to probably do now? Yeah, I'm in the process of doing all of those right now. Um, Today's Monday. I literally did half of what I should have done like four months ago. I did it this morning. 
just because I felt like, yo, you don't have an excuse anymore. Um, So what happens usually every year is the first six months with within me being an age. So for example, the first six months of me being 24. So on December 14th, I reassessed where I was in my life. I said, hmm, in the first six months that I turned 24, did the goals that I set out on my birthday, did I accomplish those goals? Did I meet those goals? Why didn't I meet those goals? How can I go back and meet those goals? Um, Are there things that I accomplished that I never thought I would have accomplished this early? How can I follow that momentum? How can I keep setting the bar for myself? And then in the last six months of me being uh, 24, which tomorrow I'll do in the morning, um, I'm going to assess how I've grown as a person overall in the last year, how I've, you know, tried to be a better me, how um, assessing goals that I never thought, assessing goals again, just in general, like assessing how far I've gotten, you know, I still have one more month left, so there's still a lot that can happen in this last month, you know, um, being thankful for certain things. Like I think the biggest lesson I've learned in 2019 is just how to learn to let things go with more graciousness that's something I really needed to learn years ago but I'm glad I'm learning it now Um, I wanted to learn how to be more gracious and being more open to when bad things happen and just accepting them for what they are Um, I think that's something I'm gonna grapple with for a really long time to be quite honest with you like I'm very like I have to have control over everything. That's just who I am. And as an alpha female, like I need control over everything. Like I got to know the next move before it happens. All my friends will tell you, I hate surprises. Do not surprise me. That's the worst thing you can do because I'm going to, and especially if you ask me like, or you tell me like, oh, I'm a surprise for you. Like, don't do that. Cause I'm going to ask you every question imaginable until you go ahead and tell me what the hell it is (laughs) um I don't know why I'm like that but I am I think it's just like a a a control thing maybe it's a Gemini thing I don't know but as we know we're in the month of May so for those of you who don't know Mother's Day was a very tough one for me this year um this was my first Mother's Day without my grandmother For those of you who don't know, my grandmother passed on May 29th last year. So on Mother's Day, May 9th last year, we had our last conversation ever. And I replay that conversation in my head a million times a day. I remember what she said, how she said it, what she sounded like, what she smelled like, what she looked like. I'm literally getting a flashback of the conversation. And now in a couple weeks, I have to go put flowers on her grave again. I'm almost positive I'm going to break down. Like I woke up Sunday morning hysterical, a mess, didn't know what to do. Um, they never really tell you about the first year and when you lose a person. 
they never tell you about how much you lose, you know, how much of yourself that you just don't feel, how much of yourself you don't find anymore, how how much of yourself, like, dims. Uh, You know, I walk around looking as happy as possible, you know, I guess a lot of people, like, think I'm a million percent busy all the time, and not to say that I'm not busy, that's not it at all. I am busy, but if I tell you I'm busy, there's like a 60-40 shot, I'm not busy, and I just, sorry guys, and I just don't want to be around people, um, and keep it all the way real with you, like, (laughs) I need a mental break, I need a vacation from everyone, like, not just one or two people in particular, like, I need a, a vacation from everybody, I'm honestly so looking forward to going away for my birthday, because there's always a part of my birthday where I get to spend time by myself, like, I don't care if everybody's on the jet skis, and everybody's riding ATBs, like, if I can get an hour to myself, where it's just me and my thoughts, and my mind, and, you know, I get to figure out how I need to move this next year, that's the most important to me, that's the best birthday gift I could ever give to myself, that's the best birthday gift anybody could ever give to me, just let me have an hour to myself, me and my thoughts, um, And I've been taking a break from the show because I don't think a lot of people understand, like, when this is something that becomes your craft and this is something that you live and breathe and you do as a creative, as a content creator who's been doing this for years, your body takes a creative suck. You don't want to write. You don't want to create. You don't want to think about anything. So for the last couple of weeks, people have been asking me about Mood AF and I've been like, yo, please don't ask me about the show. I don't want to talk about the show you know what I mean like I have a lot more on my mind right now like I'm I gotta deal with you know grieving I have to deal with a lot of family issues right now like my sister has Graves disease my dad is on dialysis like I have a whole nine-year-old nephew that looks up to me and thinks that I'm the brightest star in the sky I can't afford to ever let him see me cry or ever let him see me upset because he picks up on that energy. And then when I'm crying, the first thing he's going to do is cry. And he's going to hug me. He's going to kiss me. He's going to say, Auntie Nikki, I don't want to see you sad. And then on top of that, like, I love my mom to death, but my mother's a raging tyrant. Like, (laughs) trust me, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Um... So I think right now I just need a a break and it sucks because I know mad people about to come in my DMs like, yo, you had mad breaks last year. Like you did this, you did this. I'm going to, I hate the fact that I even have to do this. And I know that there's particular people who are going to be like, yo, Nikita, you don't owe anybody an explanation. So you doing that show, me doing the show right now is going to piss them off because they're going to feel like I shouldn't even have gone this in depth with you all. However, I appreciate my audience and I have nothing to hide and I live in my truth all the time. My grandmother passed 
we had just did a show two days before that. We did episode two, Let's Be Honest. She passed two days later. I didn't go back to recording until like mid-July. And that was because every time I would get ready to go to the studio, I would have an anxiety attack. I wouldn't want to go. Or my co-host would end up dropping out on me. So therefore, I, I ain't had no show. But I put out, you know, my first solo show by myself. I didn't think that was possible with um, Parrish as the narrator. Episode six, Nick. That was my first solo show. Um, episode seven, after that. Episode eight, Seasons Blues. Um, and Seasons Blues, I got real, real deep. And that was my first, you know, my first holiday season without my grandmother. I had people reaching out to me like, yo, Nikita, you don't look like you. Like, you hear your voice cracking. You you know, I see you about to cry. You know, like, what's going on with you? So I need everybody to understand that between episode six and seven, we were moving. We were transitioning. We were moving into a whole new studio space. We were beginning to work with new people on our team we were doing a lot so in order for things to go smoothly when you got new people on your team you know you got to do a a couple trial and error things you got to figure out yo is this a good match is this a good fit is this going to work in the long run now here we are start of the year giving y'all episodes I'm coming with heat you know, your girl gets into the National Association of Black Journalists. Damn, it's January. She on iHeart. Damn, it's February. She wins a live showcase. Damn, it's only March. And then I felt like April was going to be the month. Like, I was going to come out swinging. April 13th was our anniversary. And I felt like it could have been way more acknowledged on everybody's part. But I'm not going to blame anybody for that. I literally last minute remembered, thanks to Snapchat, that that was the day that we put out the first Mood AF episode. Um, And then April 26th was the day that we celebrated. I'm not going to lie to you, for a good week, week and a half, I was really mad at the world. I was just mad about not giving y'all this live show. It was bothering me. Like, I hate not being a woman of my word. I hate promising you guys something and then I don't deliver it bothers me because that's not how I was raised I was always told if you say you want to do something you'll just do it you know and it bugged me I had wanted to give you guys the experience of a lifetime I wanted to take you back to an era take you back to a vibe I'm not going to tell you how I was going to stage it and set it up because I really want to try this again. Like, I really want to give myself appropriate timing and, like, sit down and really plan this out and really do this because I want you guys to be like, yo, Nikita loves us so much that she went back to the drawing board and revisited and did this for us because I genuinely love my audience. I really do. Some of you, actually, a lot of you know me personally. A lot of you have watched me grow. A lot of you have you know, followed me since the start, since I did this writing shit. And, you know, I know that part of my audience misses me too. Um, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I miss the pen and paper. I really do. But 
sometimes I start writing and nothing really comes to mind and you know writer's block isn't something that I like to fight with so I just let it do its thing and whenever something comes to my mind I just jot it down real quick I think I want to try painting I want to try all forms of creative expression and hopefully when things start working out for me creatively then I can be able to give you guys my all I'm not saying that I'm stepping away from mood AF because that's not the case I promise you that's not the case it's just right now I need to get back into creative alignment and I need to get back into spiritual alignment I need to get back into mental alignment I need to get back into feeling like myself like I need to be able to walk into Y7 studio and not think damn, I'm here for 60 minutes because I got to work out because my birthday's in a month and I got to get my body tight and right. I need to walk back into Y7 like how I used to and be like, damn, the next 60 minutes, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to challenge my mind. I'm going to thank my body for showing up for me. I'm going to push myself harder this practice. When my body feels like giving up, can I breathe deeper? Can I take my mind to a different place? I need to think that way again. In order for me to think that way, I need to unplug, I need to reset, I need to figure out different things. I hate when I have to lash out at people. That shit is not fun. And I don't want to be cursing everybody out. It's not fun. Like, I really hate that energy. I'm lashing out at people that are really around me to help me and and want to see me win and grow. I'm lashing out at people that I love deeply. Like, I literally picked a whole fight with my own mom (laughs) on Easter because she called me too early. I was like, had you let me sleep another 40 minutes? It wouldn't have been an issue. But, I mean, it was Easter. Like, I couldn't, I, there was no room for me to be selfish on Easter. There was no room for it. And on top of that, I was up already. I think I just didn't want to (laughs) move. That was my own little bitchy way, but. I say all this to say that I don't want you guys to feel like I'm not going to return to Mood AF. That's not it. And I don't want you guys to be like, yo, how come Nikita puts out episodes once every two months? Like, what's up with that? That's not it. I need you you all to understand that April was what, uh, like, y'all don't even understand. Unless if you were speaking to me directly. Y'all don't understand the frustrations I felt during the month of April. I felt frustrated for so long because it was just like everything was going wrong. And the things that I thought were going to go wrong did. The things that I tried to avoid happened. And there was no way of me stopping it. There was no way of me, you know telling you guys early enough, like, yo, look, this is not going to happen. Had I told you guys on April 1st that there wasn't going to be a live show, that'd be a different story. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even put the announcement out. I felt bad because it's the week of the 26th, and here I am that Monday, bright and early, bushy-tailed, like, bright-eyed, like, hey, guys, unfortunately, we're not going to have this show. I feel so disappointed, and it bothered me. It read all over my face. Um, I felt angry. I felt 
hurt. I just didn't know what else to do. And then I realized that I can't keep holding other people accountable for what I want from my own show. I really can't. Like, when you in a particular industry, like, yo, you got to hold your own self accountable for shit that you want to move and you want to make happen. There are certain things that I wish I would have followed up on, I would have followed suit on, I would have done differently, but I know for the next time. So I'm on this new wave where I don't take L's. I learn lessons. So I catch W's, I definitely catch wins. But I don't take no losses. I learn lessons. I don't feel like a loss is a loss. The only type, of, the only time I think of loss is when I think of somebody physically leaving this earth. I don't think of losses as something to never be attained again. I think of it as, yo, I learned my lesson. Like, I'm not going to put my hand on the stove. I'm not going, you know text and walk and not look up every now and again to make sure I'm crossing the street properly. There were certain things that I wish I would have done differently um, in the month of April as well. Like I wish I wouldn't have, you know, got so consumed into Dreamville Fest, but I think it was because I had gotten those tickets like when they first came out and then we were all expecting to go in September. It didn't happen. And then now here we are in April. We're all going. I was like more concerned about getting my hair braided, (laughs) more concerned about, um, you know, just driving 20 hours to get there. Well, driving 10 hours there, 10 hours back. So 20 hours total. Um, you know, making sure that I had a good time getting merch, making sure I didn't spend all my money. You know what I mean? Like there was so many different factors to what I was so focused on, but I was always focused on the show and the fact that it didn't happen. There was, yo, you know how many episodes I have ready to go? I just need to go to the studio and do it. I haven't found the motivation to get up and go to the studio and, you know, grab my engineer and just, like, bang it out. I can always book studio time. It's not to say that I'm lazy and don't want to do it, but sometimes my mental as a creative is just like, nah, I'm good, bro. I don't feel like doing none of this. For what? <laughs> like, the real people that fuck with me going to stick around forever. And I can't always think that way. Um, there is an episode that I really want to get out to you guys. I'm going to try my absolute hardest to do that sometime within the next coming weeks. Um, I actually have a lot to do within the next coming weeks in regard to the show, but I really wanted to get this out. Like I said, please don't judge me because this is not the most perfectly recorded episode. I know this doesn't sound like the quality of all of my other episodes, but this is just something that I wanted to get off my chest. This is something that I felt like I owed you all because the last show I put out was literally two months ago. And it's not fair to you all to be left in the dark. Um, 
So yeah, I'm Nikita. This is Mood AF and I guess I'll see you guys on the next show.